It's sleepover night. I drove over. Amanda and I did an amazing drive with our friend Candace, and we recorded on her podcast. And then we had a lovely dinner of Orzo Italian pasta. Is that right? Uh, Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yeah. Pretty much. Basil, feta, and tomatoes and garlic. Olives. Lots of olives. Oh, the olives. Um, so that was lovely. We ate her Amanda's son's leftover chocolate cake <laughs> from his birthday. And now we're sitting on her patio and just getting ready to hit the hay. It's been a lovely night. And the kind of sleepovers that we've always had since we were kids and we're still having them as old moms. We can all travel in tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I despise, though, thinking of, like, I remember one of my best night's sleep ever was sleeping on my parents' new couch, which wasn't new-new. It was, like, new to them. New to and, like, we thought it was so perfect. I remember my dad being like, why don't you guys go upstairs to bed? <laughs> not sleep on the new couch? And we were just like, no, it's perfect. And, like, my feet were in your face and your feet were in my face. And I just, like, slept oh, so great. We yeah, ate right. a whole bowl of popcorn and then fell asleep. So, yeah. It's very attractive. Yeah, we were grossy Josies, but yeah. it was a great night's sleep. I would probably never recover if we tried to do that right no. now. My back. <laughs> actually, I just slept on your couch a couple weeks ago, and it was great. Oh, good. I slept really now well. you actually get a bed. Yeah. Yep. Tobin's gone, so I've got his bed. <laughs> actually, it's lovely. Okay, this is great. Um... <laughs> Do you have something to read to me before we start? Sure. Oh, boy. So I just finished Gilead, and I've been talking about it a lot because I love it so much. But this book is by Marilyn Robinson, and it's about, you know, in the late 1950s, and this pastor, John Ames, is coming to the end of his life, and he's recounting where he's come from, his heritage, his grandfather, his father, and he's processing a lot of things as he got married late in life. And now he has a seven-year-old little boy and he's trying to write him all of the things that he wish he wanted. He wants to convey to him in his lifetime, but knows that he won't see him grow up. But what I like about this book is that it gives you permission to say like, I really love this world and I am not okay with maybe heaven and eternity necessarily being this like thing that is apocalyptic and rolled up and we're done with all the things of this earth and this so he just kind of wrestles with that through the whole book and about how the things of this earth and this world and the beauty of an everyday ordinary life have to matter for something so I'm going to read this section and he's talking about just how stunned he is like living in Kansas and about how amazing oak trees are and things like that. And so this whole paragraph here is kind of tying that all together. I feel sometimes as if I were a child who opened its eyes on the world once and sees amazing things it will never know any name for and then has to close its eyes again. I know this is all more apparition compared to what awaits us, but it is only lovelier for that. There is a human beauty in it, 
And I can't believe that when we have all been changed and put on incorruptibility, we will forget our fantastic condition of mortality and impermanence. The great bright dream of procreating and perishing that meant the whole world to us. In eternity, this world will be like Troy, I believe. And the, all that is past here will be the epic of the universe, the ballad they sing in the streets, because I don't imagine any reality putting this one in the shade entirely. And I think piety forbids me to try. My goodness. That book just stops me in my tracks. So I remember... Much. Like, where I was and how I felt the first time I read. Actually, like, that specific part. Just being like, whoa, whoa. Whoa, mm -hmm. whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's so beautiful and human. Um, okay. We wanted to talk about two things. First, we want to address a couple of questions that we always get about the Sela. And with the Adventure Sela coming up for the guys, many... Men are wondering in their cute little insecure way, um, do I have to be in shape to go to the Sela? Like, am I going to get my butt kicked and like embarrassed in front of all the boys? And the answer is no. You can literally make it the experience tailored to yourself. It's completely safe to like Cody and Wade have picked out a few like routes and activities you can make it as much or as little as you want you can opt out of anything it's more just for the sake of they're giving you options but like also just carving out time that's protected for you to get out in nature or rest or see new things and kind of have wonder and adventure would you add anything to that question no, I I think that's perfect. Okay. What's the other question we always get about the or the creative salas? Do you have to be creative to come to the creative sala? And there's two parts to the answer. One, everybody created in the image of God, which is every single person, is born creative because we are from a creator, I believe. So I feel like in some way we all have some form of creativity in us whether that is like in the general sense of what we're thinking like oh I, I paint and I write and I create music or whatever or I am really good at spreadsheets in bringing order to chaos or anything like anything so yeah <laughs> um so that's the first part mm -hmm. of my statement on that and the second part is no you do not have to be feel like you have to bring something to project on or to work on to come we offer that space for you if that's what you want like I have have this project or this thing that I've been wanting to try or wanting to get done and then we're going to hold space for that but if you're coming and you're just like I don't even know who or what I am outside of just being this you know like a, a busy working woman or you know a mom or nurse or doctor or whatever we've had several people that just come and just need space to rest and need space to like sit in silence and let God remind them and show them who they are mm -hmm. and be able to out of that holy rest and maybe somebody else taking care of you and feeding you yeah. be able to launch off of that yeah does that make sense totally and I would say to like leave 
that to us a little bit. Like we, you can come and create, but we have found creativity just to be so healing. So even if you just drag your bones there, Amanda and I spend the whole year finding, collecting, curating, like recipes, books for the library, music in the playlists, and like people to lead yoga or people to like, like poetry, all this stuff that we just have been saving up to like pour out Mm -hmm. um, as like a healing offering for you guys. So even if all you can do is just put yourself in the way of all this creativity that kind of matches our vision that we just are going to kind of leave there for you to soak up it if you want it and not if you don't. And then if all you even did was just kind of like go for a walk in the woods and take long naps, like that's a success story. So you don't have to be a writer or an artist to show up. You absolutely can be, but you can also be a receiver and an appreciator of the things that we've been you know, collecting all year. It's like a treasure hunt for us and we just save it up for our friends. And, um, we, I really do believe that there's like such healing power in all of this, you know, beauty. So I have, I have like faith in that process for all of our friends coming. I love that. That's good. Um, okay. We have been talking about feasts and recipes and gathering and hospitality and, I was just cracking myself up this last week thinking of actual disaster gatherings <laughs> and disaster dinner dates and things that I tried uh, when I was really young and learning to host that just like absolutely didn't work. And um, so I thought we could talk about some of those those experiences and tell a few stories on ourselves because, uh, yeah, part of hosting uh, what keeps people back from hosting is just the fear of failure like what if your house smells like poop or what (laughs) what if you know that that has happened some places (laughs) or what if yeah like what if your house isn't great or what if like the food doesn't turn out and you are afraid to cook for people so we have belly flopped in big ways together and separately and so I thought we would tell a few hilarious stories on ourselves yeah you go first well what comes to mind when I think of a complete (laughs) belly flop disaster for us was probably a few years back um our family decided it would be super neat to go (laughs) (laughs) gluten-free And part of it was we had to do it for one of our kids, but we also were pretty extreme about it, which I feel like we've struck a better balance (laughs) in some ways over the years Um, and not subjected everyone to have to eat that way if they come to our house. But this time was not that time. So it was my son Julian's birthday And we were going to host a late spring barbecue and cake get together at our house. And he requested a rainbow cake, which I had made for him one time before. And it turned out great, but it was not gluten free. And so I thought, how hard can it be? And I have used so many different gluten free flowers and they're all awful. So don't at me. I don't need to know. (laughs) They're bad. Um, So I was using 
a really good gluten-free bread flour, not bread flour, but cake flour, and made this rainbow cake for Julian, which one, if you're making a rainbow or really dyed cake, it's hard to tell if it's done all the way on the inside. And also if you're making a gluten-free cake with a bunch of dye, it just doesn't matter. It's going to taste like Mm Play-Doh. So (laughs) I made this gluten-free cake and then we were going to have a barbecue with hot dogs and hamburgers for our guests. And we got all gluten-free buns and for everybody. We didn't consider getting anything just cheap and normal for no, Did you anybody. see the frown on my face and the <laughs> tears in my eyes? Unfortunately, like so many people showed up to this thing, mm. including Wade's grandma, who is older, with her new husband. And she was very excited with her new husband to come and <laughs> bring him around her great grandkids. And she'd heard great wonders about my cake baking skills. I don't know why. And was so excited for just having you know, a free lunch and cake with her new husband at our house. And then one of my grandmas was coming as well, who is elderly or was elderly. And so they're all like in their early eighties coming over and, you know, they don't have maybe all their teeth. I don't, I don't think anyone's listening to this that would be offended. Hopefully, No, they're not podcast, <laughs> they're not podcast people. I think a lot of them might've had some implants sure. and things like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they all come over and we give, we give them these wretched gluten-free buns that are like cement. And everyone has these gluten-free hamburgers <laughs> or hot dogs. And I'm just watching them chewing so hard and, and just like just having to spit it out on their plate. Like they can't. My, gra- my grandma, who was way more vocal, couldn't even swallow her bread. And she was so frustrated. And so... I think my I think my mom had to like cut up her food for her and everything. (laughs) It was so awkward to just watch them just like struggling and getting in this tug of war fight that their teeth were losing with this (laughs) disgusting bun. Um, So then the cake happened and we like dished up everybody for cake and Wade's grandma again like announced to her new husband how great my cakes were and all this stuff. Well, this cake was doughy in the middle and tasted just like play doh. It was awful 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 and my son was thrilled with all of the colors but I think everybody very politely just like found a way to casually walk over to the trash and like toss it (laughs) push the colors around on their plate for a minute yeah I think (laughs) Wade's grandma took one bite and then was like oh my husband and I will share and then threw threw away the plate and so I knew I knew that was a disaster for sure how did you feel I thought it was kind of funny, actually, yeah. but, like, you know, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And I'm learning from this. I wasn't, like, mortified and, like, crying into my pillow. I just was, like, lesson why did learned. we do that? Lesson learned. Well, that's that's not terrible. Either. No. My gosh, no. I love that. I remember that cake. <laughs> Burned a few calories eating <laughs> that cake. Um. Okay. I thought of one <laughs> that happened a long time ago. So... When I was married to my first husband, hey, <laughs> and I was a child bride, I really didn't cook anything. We were like young and we ate garbage, kind of like Aww. Taco Bell. 
Yeah, once in a while, we get on a health kick and eat, like, no carbs or something. (laughs) But, um, so I was proud of my, like, house. I had it all kind of set up, which was really just, like, a, a trailer. But I had it all, like, cutesy, and I really wanted to host. I've always wanted to host. Oh, I have two... I have two stories, newlywed stories, right after both of my weddings. I'll tell both of them. Okay. <laughs> the first one. Um, so I had my husband's parents over and I was really excited. Um, and I had run out and gotten all the, he was getting off work and I'd gotten all the ingredients. I only knew how to make spaghetti, really. So I was like, oh, I'll make spaghetti. Well, back then, it's like early 2000s and your, my shirts were high my pants were like like barely above your pubic bone and so I had like this little gap of stomach which was really cute and love handily back then um and so I had I was boiling spaghetti noodles and I climbed up to reach for the dishes that were in the cupboard over the oven and my stool flipped (laughs) off and so I like belly flop with my bare skin onto boiling water like low stomach and I immediately got like water blisters on my low stomach like almost almost crotch area (laughs) so anyone still want noodles It was so painful. No, they hadn't gotten there. So they get there a few minutes later, but I was like, oh, (laughs) and like, I have like a cold washcloth tucked in the front of my pants. So, <laughs> so no, I told him, I was like, oh, I just like fell and burned my stomach on the noodles and blah, blah. And so I drain them. Of course, I don't make new noodles. <laughs> and so we have, I'm like miserable. And we had our spaghetti and I had. I know, as I have, like, cold cloths inside my pants. But I'm like, oh, and they were really nice and like, oh, this is lovely, thank you. And I was just, like, sweating bullets until they could leave and I could whip my pants off. (laughs) It was so gross in all the ways, like, gross for them to be eating, like, my blister noodles. It was bad. Oh, it was bad, but I was in a lot of pain. That is like tender skin. And, um, <laughs> so. We're just like making small talk. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of oh. course. That's how I rolled. Um, but I remember laying in bed later and just being like, oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, another <laughs> memory, and you were probably there, is so like right after. My second wedding to Cody, I thought it'd be great to have everyone over to our house and have a barbecue because we got we got a hand-me-down charcoal grill. And again, I don't know like what to buy. I bought like tons and tons of chicken breast, but it was really, really thick. Oh, yes. 
and hard. Cody had never used charcoal. I invited neighbors. I invited YouTube (laughs) kids. I invited literally everyone I saw, but everyone came. And so I don't know that chicken is like poisonous when it's not cooked. (laughs) And Cody was so tense and sweating bullets, just trying to like mass produce chicken that's not cooking. And every person that got chicken, I'd be like, um, I think that's cooked all the way through. I'm not sure. So then everyone's just like not eating their chicken. Yeah. And um, it was, yeah, it was just like, it didn't turn out and I could tell no one was eating. And then everyone was waiting forever for their chicken. And so the next time <clears throat> I used to invite big and then be sort of overwhelmed when everyone would come. So Cody at the time was just like, um, it really stresses me out that you invited like 30 people over. like maybe Mm. next time go smaller and we'll, we actually ended up getting a real barbecue. But yeah, that chicken was not cooked in the middle and it was a stressful situation. You guys were there. I think Wade jumped in and actually like tried to help him. Probably. I remember we had a charcoal too and kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Where it took us forever to, I think he finally like brought it inside and broiled it because we yeah. were like, how hard can a charcoal barbecue be? It and was very nice. hard. I just remember my grandpa like up at our cabin making pork chops on it and it was like great, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We did not have the same touch or the same luck with it, but. I think it takes time. Time and love and patience. <laughs> Well, we were like 10 not, days into our marriage, so like not perfect. For a crowd of 30 on your first try. <laughs> yes. I like saw Kaylee, remember Kaylee, at the bank, and I was like, do you guys want to come over tonight? And they came, like everyone came. Oh, gosh. And we did not have enough food, and it was not cooked, so Oops. that was a little hard. But, um, okay, are you feeding on anything this week in food? podcast music books um okay so just for fun i'm reading the nightingale mm-hmm. i forget the name of the author but that's Kristen my hannah Kristen hannah so that's my fun book that i'm reading while the kids are doing their swimming lessons right now podcast um Every summer, Joy Clarkson with speaking with joy will pick a really fun book because she's like the um I don't know she's the editor or something she's got some cool title for plow magazine and she curates and finds really fun books to pick as like a summer read and she recommended clara and the sun which is by a japanese author whose name is escaping me also but anyway i read that earlier and so i've been listening to her podcast as she brings in every couple chapters she'll bring in different friends and colleagues and people that have different expertise in the area and just talk about it and I just Mm. love listening to people talk about books so that's been fun um Lou and I are listening to um Cocktail College which is a fun podcast too on different drinks and the history of drinks and as far as recipes and food go I've been really enjoying Half-Baked Harvest and just finding a lot of books at the library um gleaning off of friends and what they're cooking and then trying to recreate stuff at home and just kind of looking at what's at the farmer's market or what's in season and throwing stuff together it all sounds so good i love this time of year actually the end of the summer where you're just so hot but the like the farmer's market gets really good and 
we like we went and picked a bunch of cherries last week and so just making stuff with all the harvest that starts to come in is really really fun yeah um i have been in like a magazine and cookbook phase and that's been really fun i actually really like watching the peach truck videos on their recipes their drinks and their food are just really fun they make short little videos that are like just them putting their stuff together and i am like i die over peaches this time yep everything's peaches but they mix it with so many fun things you guys should follow them on instagram um you know what cody and i just started watching from the very beginning modern family really short episodes cute funny and lighthearted, and that's been I've been like looking forward to an episode of that every night it makes me sound real boring but it's been just fun and nice yeah okay friends thanks for joining we will be back next week with more and um it sounds like uh someone's rocking out inside I know (laughs) all right I'm excited for a sleepover thanks for having me Bye, excited.